3: I'm in with Jeff Schwartz this morning, and we're talking a lot of ball. We also talk a little bit of basketball, a little bit. And uh, I, I am still on this crusade to get Jeff Schwartz to embrace heavy metal a little bit more. So uh, we'll see if my attempts get him going in that direction or not. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's up? Good morning, everybody. You know, uh, Jeff Schwartz, we're pulling an okie doke right from the beginning here. It's uh, myself, Brian No, and you, Jeff Schwartz, coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. How's everything going with you there, Jeff? Everything good?
4: Well, I woke up to the sad news of an offensive tackle, Terry Hamstring. It. So, otherwise, I'd be very joyous this morning. I'm very happy to be here. But that does break my heart a little bit. Um, and it just signals, you know, we're getting closer to football season. Start talking about, you know, impact of injuries and, and uh, one more week of preseason, basically, this weekend. And we're off and running.
3: Yeah, we are off and running. And, yeah, it's, man, that gives me great displeasure to start off with bad offensive lineman news as you uh, explained it right really there.
4: it really hurts the soul it does uh, but uh, I'll be able to manage for the next three hours I think
3: I think it hurts Dak Prescott's soul as well when you lose your uh, blindside protector over there Ty yeah. Tyron Smith torn left hamstring in practice out indefinitely like Eddie Garcia said could miss multiple months and it's a huge deal obviously and You know what? The first thing I thought of was the Cowboys and where this puts them. But also, if this injury had happened in the preseason, the reaction is night and day. And I've never understood that. It's like, why is he even on the field to begin with? It's like, you've got to practice. There are injuries that happen in practice as well, as this one did. It's unfortunate, but it happens in football.
4: You know, there's a, a, a weird outcry when these things happen as you mentioned and like there is no right or wrong way to do the preseason like i i just it's so interesting to me how we have Veteran coaches that have done a lot of winning in the NFL that play their starters in the preseason, right? Kansas City is one of them, right? Andy Reid yeah. is going to play his starters in the preseason. Bill Belichick is going to play his starters in the preseason. Mike Tomlin is going to play their starters in the preseason. Now, one or two individual guys, like Chris Jones did not play, okay? Like, they, you know, TJ Watt, and I don't think it's played yet. Like you know, Specific guys, actually, he did play. I take that. Yeah, back yeah. Jacksonville. Um, like, specific guys might not play, but there are veteran coaches that believe in playing their their players in the preseason to get them ready to play. Tom Brady typically plays during the preseason. Now, obviously, he's been out, but he's back. I don't know if he'll play this weekend. But like, th- that's the way some coaches do it. And guess what? It- it's fine. No yeah. one gets hurt because that's rare. That like the Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in the. Pre- How many quarterbacks have gotten hurt in a preseason football game that have crippled? Their teams, Trent Green, the, the Rams won a Super Bowl that season. <laughs> like it did, how, how crippled it, did it hurt the Rams? It, it doesn't happen very often in the actual games. And then there's other side, the younger coaches, right? McVeigh, Matt Lafleur, Kyle Shanahan, they're not going to play anybody. That's fine. The two different philosophies. But you're right, injuries happen. Now, a torn hamstring for an offensive alignment is extremely rare. Um, and the practice video is is. I mean, even weirder, like he just runs up to a linebacker, tries to make a cut, and boom, he goes down. Um, So practice is part of the game. Injuries are part of the game. Um, If you want to argue no preseason, fine. Again, I think reps are not bad in the preseason. Um, And there's no right way to do it because it doesn't really get guys hurt that play in the games in the preseason, especially the starters. They know... They know how to play in the preseason. That's an important part of this, too. There's a tempo in the preseason. There's a way to to play where you don't get hurt and you and try to avoid injuries. And there is no right way to do the preseason.
3: Yeah, and Zach Wilson is one of the guys that comes to mind, the Jets quarterback. And he got banged up. It was a non-contact injury. Looked scary. We feared maybe it's ACL. It turned out not to be. So he might miss week one. We'll see. But it's not a long-term injury. It doesn't wreck his entire season. But even then, I remember hearing the outcries of, why was he even on the field? It's like, are you serious? Did you see Zach year. Wilson play last season? Like, He needs the reps, man. He's got to be out there. He, he needs the reps. And you're right. It was a non-contact. I'm still, I'm still
4: kind of confused on a bone bruise for a non-contact injury. That's like a first for me. I, yeah. And I, I imagine he might have he hit his... Um, his knee on another, another point in the game. But also, like, are we sure that like Joe Flacco's not better right now in Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, uh, sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think they are trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, y- yes, you, you need some reps in the preseason. A non-contact injury happens. Teron Smith, it happens. He's, he needs to practice. The concern now for Dallas is you know, he's been injured the last couple of years. He played 11 games last year, two the year before that. And they just really haven't. Got his replacement. Now they drafted Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, who's playing left guard. Um, probably going to stay at left guard. Um, and look to be fair, it's hard to replace a Hall of Fame Player and Smith as well. I mean, it's just hard to be like, oh yeah, let's just let's just have someone waiting. A lot of teams have those issues, and I wonder if they're gonna have to trade for a tackle here at some point because they they need that you know, that position. um Have you seen the the record with the Cowboys with and without Teron Smith? Is it, it's like with Teron Smith, there's something like uh I'm gonna have to pull it up. It's wild. They're like you know, 20 games over 500 when he's out, they're under 500.
3: Yeah, that's obviously – it's a huge deal in the NFC East, right, where the Eagles have gotten a lot better, and the Cowboys – it's weird, right? I've got this theory, Jeff Schwartz, where a lot of teams that disappointed in the playoffs, not a lot of people are high on them this season, right? Like, it it just puts such a – makes such an impression in your memory where the Cowboys lost that game to the Niners. They were one and done, right? They weren't able to spike the ball at the very end. It was a weird loss. And I can't, I haven't found many people at all that are saying, hey, the Cowboys were 12 and 5. It was the fifth best record in the NFL last season. They got a lot of talent returning. It's all negative. It's all, ah, they lost Amari Cooper. Ah, Zeke Elliott, he's not what he once was. When you have a disappointing playoff loss, it really does shift the perspective to negative. And I haven't heard much positivity for the Cowboys heading into this season. And of course, Tyron Smith going down is not going to help that.
4: Well, there's a, reason, there's a couple reasons for that. One is, I think it's how they lost, right? And kind of the, the coaching incompetence that they did show throughout last season. And then in the preseason, they get, what, 14 penalties their first preseason game? You're like, okay, well, that no, nothing's changed on that end, right? Like, how mm-hmm. excited can we be for a team that, you know, a lot of us feel like, okay, they might get there, but, you know, no one trusts their coaching staff to, to finish the job. Um, also, I, this is my favorite stat in the NFL – um, do you know the last time there was a repeat winner in the NFC East?
3: Wow. Is it all the way back to like '04 4 with 04, the Eagles? Yeah.
4: '04. 4 yeah. So and, and what's wider than that span too is there's been three champions, uh, Super Bowl champions from the NFC East <laughs> since 2004, t- twice the Giants and the Eagles, and there's not been a repeat champion in the division. I think people look at, at Dallas' roster, their coaching staff, and you look at the Eagles and their roster – the difference here is the quarterback, right? Dak Prescott's better than, than Jalen Hurts. I think Dak will be better this year now that he's healthy. And there's a lot of, you know, I don't, I, you know a lot of, like, oh, I'm not sure Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I feel the same way. Like, is he the guy? And I'm not quite sure. But the roster, the Eagles, has, has gotten a lot better. Yeah. They're really good in the offensive and defensive lines. Kobe Dean looks like a steal in the third round. Um, and so they're, um, they're probably close to the same roster-wise now. Um, with um, maybe a more stable coaching staff, which is, I don't think anyone would have said that by Nick Sirianni before last mm-hmm. season. Yeah, and, and I and I just think that's why there's not as much like I I have been one over the years to be really high in the Cowboys, right? Because you look, look at the, the talent they've had in that team, and I keep thinking, about, there's no way that they're going to keep failing in the playoffs, and they keep failing in the playoffs. So like I'm out on like on the Cowboys. I I'm, they're my pick to win the division. I mean, I, I might change my opinion now that you know if tackles hurt. Um, but uh, it, the 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 number I found I'm not sure this is I just searched it is there 83 it's 81 and 63
3: when he plays and 17 and
4: 16 when he doesn't play.
3: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah, and that's a pretty decent sample size right there. It's not like hey they're uh I don't know they're they're eight and two you know like that's oh, yeah. a lot of games with them and without them.
4: Yeah, so it's uh they you know again they, they've and again there's no like. They don't have anyone, really. really
3: I know, and like, that's the other part here. It looks even more dire when you start thinking of who's going to take his spot. And there was one thing I, I was reading where, hey, Eric Fisher, who started 15 yeah, games for the Colts not, last yeah, season, there. he's out there. And from an offensive lineman perspective, I think we get it with, say, Jimmy G, right? A quarterback who's not he hasn't been traded for yet he could end up with the Cleveland Browns might not but if he went to the Cleveland Browns today we know we have a better sense of how difficult it is for a quarterback to try to hit the ground running and get ready for week one how about an old lineman going to a brand new team and if they picked up Eric Fisher how difficult would it be for Fisher and the rest of the Cowboys old linemen to adjust to each other
4: yeah, you know, Eric Fisher did this last year with the Colts where he just kind of came back, he was hurt, came back out of the blue, and he seemed to, to be okay. So um, he's a veteran and, and whatnot. So I'm not I'm not as concerned, I think, about about that um, as maybe others would be. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that's not, like, as concerning because um, he's done this for many years. I, I will give a little bit of relief to the Cowboys here when it comes to the, the situation of, like, we don't have a good backup. Well, to be honest... No one really does. Like, who has yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> who has quality back— Like, last year, the Rams did, right? The freaking
3: Packers. I swear. it. The, the, the they Packers could have ball. their Zach tackles Tom, go down. I, I tell
4: you what, I, I, the, the kid out of Wake Forest, the fourth-round rookie, Zach Tom, who's playing really well for, for Mark Diari, I liked, him, I, liked him a, I liked him a lot out of Wake Forest. He just was a little undersized, playing a funky offense in Wake Forest, that long mesh they do. It's kind of hard to, to judge his ability to run block in that offense. And really, the, the pass protection, it's kind of easier in that offense. He's done really well. Um, You know, the Rams had Joseph Nobloom last year, who's now the starting left tackle. But like a lot, it's just, you know, when you have a guy like Smith, who for many years was healthy, you kind of just don't draft that position as much. And this is where they run into that issue of not having depth. But no one, there's no one to replace, he's a Hall of Fame guy, no one to replace a Hall of Famer. You just hope to fill in that, that spot enough to where you don't have that big of a glaring weakness. At that position.
3: Yeah, I know it. It's crazy like that. All right, so we've got a ton to do here, Jeff Schwartz. I, I'm looking at my list. We have about 73 things to do here. It's football you season, know. buddy. We're, yeah, throughout the morning. There's about, I, I'm do, estimating do, about 73 different topics. I would do, say 71 are football-related. Yeah,
4: I do, do I have to like Pat, Patrick Beverly now because I'm, I'm a Lakers fan? <laughs> I, I and
3: have, it fits a lot better than Utah, I'll tell you that much. I, I
4: guess, but like, I don't know. Like, I see one of those guys, I woke up this morning, I was like, do I, re- do I really have to do this? He's one of those players that you like if he's on your team, right? Yeah. And you hate if he, he's not on your team, right? Do we agree? Yeah. Is that the way it works That's absolutely him? who yeah. he is. Yeah,
3: yeah, so you should love him. Yeah, it that might take you a second, but I would say a good uh, two games in, you're going to fall in love with Pat Bev.
4: <laughs> it's it fight for the eighth seed this year. Sweet. That's right. Good job, Lakers.
3: All right, coming up next, has anything in games that don't count caused you to change your opinions about the games that do count? That's on the way. I'm Brian, though. No, he's Jeff Schwartz. We'll get to that coming up next year. Two pros and a cup of Joe on Fox Sports Radio. Fox
0: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz here on Fox Sports Radio. And for the two probes and a cup of Joe crew, you got to remind me here, Jeff Schwartz, how do you get down musically? We were just talking before the show started. There's the, the surviving members of Pantera are going on tour. Zach Wild, the guitarist, filling in for dime over there like would you be inclined to go see some pantera what are we looking at here
4: i feel like we had this exact same conversation the last time we were together probably
3: i always I, i've and, asked eddie uh, garcia like 19 times if he likes metallica or not i i swear my memory is hit or miss these days jeff
4: um i am a west coast hip-hop and uh dance music so like electric dance music like i'm going yeah. to vegas today and my wife and i are going to like a like a Wet Republic pool DJ
3: thing tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, you're gonna get so, crazy, glow sticks and everything on that.
4: Yeah, but the funny part is, I don't drink or like party. I just like I'm just sober. It's like a, probably the only person who's <laughs> sober in the entire pool. Uh, I just like just like hanging out.
3: So what um, I'm picking up here is you're saying no in a very nice political way of the Pantera thing that we're putting together. Is that what? I'm Oh yeah, there's up no here?
4: no chance. Um, yeah.
3: Just, oh no, I
4: have no problem uh, be telling you I'm not gonna. I, there's no chance. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, some some of that is good for like you know pump up songs and workout. Yeah. What not? But like, I'm just not casually driving like through the city listening to Pantera no. and Rage. Oh man, that's like I'm just not not my thing.
3: No problem. You're missing out, but no problem over there. I mean, it's all right. I sure.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can, can you miss out on things that you don't like? So I don't know how I miss out on, on that.
3: Um, uh yeah, well sure. you got a decent point right there. I, I just I, I tend to think you probably have never done that before. You know, there's nothing better than going through the heart of the city blasting I'm broken. You know? I, I feel like you haven't done that yet. So yeah, I do feel like you're I missing mean out. I
4: I haven't done that yet, but I've played like, you know, uh, all eyes on me at full volume through the city too. So <laughs> I mean, it depends. I think you get different looks either way. So, yeah,
3: okay. that's true. Yeah. So as the preseason moves forward here, we've got one more week of games. Has there been anything to this point that has caused you to either change any of your opinions about the regular season or reevaluate any of your opinions about players or teams yeah. when the games start counting?
4: Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's it's solidified a lot of my thoughts on teams. Um, it hasn't moved very much uh, e- kind of either way. So, like, for example, the Bills are really good. The Chiefs are really good. Are gonna be really, I think that The Chiefs, for me, I mean, I was, you know, I, I thought they'd be good. But then you look at how well their defense has played this preseason. Their linebackers are flying around. They have gotten younger and faster and quicker on defense, which is a huge plus for them. And, of course, the offense is going to be good. Um and then you look at the bad teams, and they're they're freaking bad, dude. Like Seattle is bad,
3: yeah, <laughs> they're be yeah. bad this season. The Bears are going to be the brutal. Bears are going to be
4: atrocious this season. Um, and then you look at kind of some you know some fringe things. Like I think that Baker Mayfield starting for the Panthers now, and I thought this was going to happen anyway. So you know I had this simmering opinion of the Panthers, and now I get to say it louder is that. No, I think with with Baker Mayfield they're a fringe playoff team. If you look at the Ooh. NFC conference and you look at kind of again like this is not the AFC where, you know, where some combination of the Broncos, Raiders and Chargers are going to be left out of the playoffs most likely, right? Um and uh other, you know the 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 Patriots might be out of the playoffs. Right. this is this is the NFC conference where you can make the argument for like seven teams to be the seventh seed. Um, is that they have a Good roster, a young offensive line they're building there some talent there they have good position players they're good on defense they just need a quarterback that just can complete passes for them and I think if Baker Mayfield <laughs> is just himself right they't need to be more or less just be himself from two years ago that's enough to, to be a playoff team in a bad division like there's a chance they go four and two in division um, with the Saints I just don't buy Jameis Winston like the Saints thing I, I just don't buy the the hype on them if there's any that we talk yeah, about
3: the Yeah, they've got a the decent time. amount right now. I hear a lot about we, the Saints doing like, something this year.
4: We hear we talk about coaching all the time. You're going from a Hall of Fame coach in Sean Payton and a Hall of Fame cornerback in Drew Brees to a coach that failed miserably his first time as a head coach. Yeah. Which is not it doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean he's not gonna be good a second time. To Jameis Winston, who I think is okay. It's not Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael Thomas is now hurt again you have to replace a left tackle with either a rookie or a someone who's not an elite left tackle. I just – there's some issues with the Saints, in my opinion. But um, but uh, that that kind of is where I sit with – the Panthers made the biggest jump for me as far as, okay, they, they've solidified the quarterback position, and I think they could be a playoff team. I would not say that about them if they play in the AFC Conference. Uh, but that feels kind of where I'm at with them. And I think Tampa Bay, to me – the Tom Brady thing didn't bother me that he was gone. I actually guessed correctly about the reason he was gone, so I kind of factored that in. But their offensive line issues are becoming a little glaring. They're beat up up front, and we saw yeah. last year in the playoffs that that does not help them win football games.
3: Yeah, that is. Uh, man, when Jensen goes down and uh, they, Ali Marpet retires, you know you lose Kappa to free agency, and Stinney is down now, like that's a lot, man. In but, your interior offensive
4: line, I mean, you know, they you know, Ryan Jensen took less money to come back, um, because you know, he wanted to to build a legacy there in Tampa Bay, but also, you know, when Tom Brady came back, he wanted to play Tom Brady, right? And that's a big, big role for them. And he's out for you know, an undisclosed amount of time. You know, they did add Shaq Mason, but again, Aaron Stinney is, is a valuable backup for them. He's out, Tristan Worf's a little beat up in, in training yeah. camp, so like it, it does worry me. Of all the injuries they have up front, um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like I just I don't think much has changed. i mean, again, te- some teams are playing their guys, some are not. Um, you know, you look at, you look at. It's hard to look at like the Raiders who have played well in this preseason. I think right. Yeah, it, but it's a you can't. In my opinion, you can't over overvalue undervalue teams based on the way they play. Like, like, like if you had an opinion on the Raiders, for example, and they played better in the preseason. That yeah. that doesn't really, shouldn't move the needle. Like like I already thought the Seahawks were gonna be bad and they've been terrible in the preseason. Boom. Yeah. Check. Like I was yeah, Bill's right, gonna be yeah, good, yeah. Bills to be good in the preseason. Check. Yeah. it's hard I think to move it in one direction based off of just the play. Again, I, I'm hiring the Panthers now because of a of, of, of a quarterback decision, not really sure. because of anything they've done in the preseason film. So that, to me, is, is what preseason is about. Um, I'm know, more
3: on the, uh, the player side of it, you know, because I agree with you as far as teams go. There's very rarely uh, starters versus starters where you can really say, wow, this team looks a lot better than I thought or way correct. worse than I thought. I think with players, though, Um, When I saw it, it sounds like I only watched a Jags preseason game. I've seen more than that. But I think that Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, who is a physical specimen, obviously. But he didn't have great production in college. It wasn't Aiden Hutchinson-like production. And so there's been a little bit of a, okay, is this guy going to hit the ground running? What I've seen in him in the preseason, it's like, yeah this dude looks like he could hit the ground running he's rushing the passer drawing a holding penalty on jedrick wills and then he's guarding a slot receiver the next play it's like this that's crazy so i think he could hit the ground running and also trevor lawrence jack's quarterback he looks a lot better looks a lot more comfortable with doug peterson
4: better with doug peterson anyways like that that just confirms what i already thought which is that doug peterson's good football coach and and uh urban meyer was not good last season with trevor lawrence um you know, it's interesting. The, the player evaluation, I watch a lot of the, the offensive line stuff in the preseason, and it's very hard to grade or judge offensive linemen because they're just, it depends who you're playing, right? And and sometimes, like, yeah. you, you mentioned Jedrick Wills and, and Travon Walker. Jedrick Wills, I mean, if he spent more than 30 minutes to an hour watching. Travon Walker film heading into that game. I mean, bless him, right? Like that, right. Like he's not he's not doing that. <laughs> like he's not. You're not. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you get like, you know, you would get a little bit of a of a peek at guys. I mean, he has one, what, two games because the Hall of Fame game to watch Travon Walker and just sees it, oh, he he has a good long arm. You know what I mean? Like, there's not much attention spent to that, so it's so hard for me to take away much of offense defense. It really most positions. Like I said, okay, the Chiefs, for example, like, I can see. They're faster on defense, and of course, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I pay attention to Chiefs a lot. Like you can see that, right? Like you can watch them play. It doesn't matter if they're playing the ones or twos. They're faster on defense. Mm-hmm. But again, like Trevon Walker, it's been good, but I, I just like no one's watching, no one's preparing for him to play. So that, that to me is, I think, some of the the valuation issues in the preseason. Um, I, I'm always a big believer in uh, like kind of it should look. I'll give you an example. So. People always say to me, "Well, they're playing. You know that that team's playing the twos. Like you know, like Kansas City mm-hmm. moved the against the, the, the week one against the Bears backups. I'm like, well, they should, right? Like they should right. do that. Like yeah. you should. There are some things that should happen. To the Bruce, if you're a starting offensive lineman and you're playing the two offensive line, you should play well. <laughs> like so, I think that that people get caught up sometimes and saying, well, they, they just played so, but it should look good then or should look bad either. You know, either I'll way. tell you. It,
3: yeah, it should. But man, when it works the other way, like the Colts first offense, first ring offense really struggled against the bills backup defense. And it's like, Oh gosh.
4: Yeah. that, that I, I remember playing uh, the bills in the hall of fame game, uh, in 2014 and I was on the giants and we didn't move the ball. The first two drives against their starters. This is back when starters played in the preseason. Um, and, I remember Tom Coughlin left us in for one uh-huh. more drive, and the Bills' backups were in. I thought to myself, "We better move the ball here. We're going to get, you know, we're going to chew out in, in, uh, in the meeting. and we did. We scored a touchdown. Like you know, you should do that. You should. Yeah. Move. So like, there, that's an area where you're like, well, okay. You know, but I can make an argument, you know, the Colts at new offense and, you know, trying to figure things out. Was Matt
3: Ryan playing in that drive? He was. He played the whole first quarter and they yeah. I think so, they might have had three points, yeah. So
4: that, you know, that's a little bit a little concerning there. Um, but again, it's it's one drive and then you go to the idea of like how much game planning is there? I mean, right. it depends on on the team. Like So I'll use the Chiefs. I know I use the Chiefs a lot for examples. I I wrote about a, for Fox Sports, I wrote a gambling article for each week of the preseason. That's what I like to hear right there. Yeah. yeah. 3 1 last week. Betting the Ravens also helps every week because they've won 22 straight
3: (laughs) preseason (laughs) games. That's
4: right. So I was looking at like the Chiefs, right? They play the Commanders. uh, No, the Packers tonight, actually. Um, And, you know, they are really good in the preseason when Mahomes is playing. They've covered like four straight first halves because with games he's played, uh-huh. and then they've stunk in like the second half of every one of those games. He scored thirty six second half points in the last five preseason games, just because Andy Reid is really just scripting the beginning of the game for Pat Mahomes. I and mean, they're just calling the offense otherwise. You're right. are just like, and so like you just don't know the motivation. Like like the, like the Frank Wright script plays for the Colts or are they just running their offense yeah yeah this is things about this is why it's so hard to judge the preseason because we don't know the motivation and how much preparation is done for each level of a
3: team I'll tell you Um, there's a rule change that I think should take place that's one thing that I've taken out of the preseason okay so the rule change I think should take place Jeff I know you have a lot of thoughts on this is uh the cut block from Thaddeus Moss on Kayvon Thibodeau he's He's out for what three to four weeks. Got a sprained MCL. He's getting a second opinion, um, but I think this should go away. It's one of these deals where, and you wrote about this. You had a lot to say on FoxSports.com, and it was very well written, by the way. Thank I would tell you, you if it, it sucked, but it was, it was well done by you. <laughs> but you, you, every now and then, every now and then, surprise people. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, cut blocks they are allowed, as you pointed out. They're allowed within five yards of the line of scrimmage and two yards outside of the offensive tackles so it was a legal block from Thaddeus Moss who he cut blocked uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Thibodeau got hurt and so it's gotten a lot of attention I just think that should go away it's a dangerous play you can't have defensive backs it's not but DBs they can't do that to old linemen in space but we think we can't can't
4: cut them either in space it goes both ways they the rule. Yeah.
3: I think that there's been so okay. much talk about is this dirty? Is it but not he, dirty? I think it's just dangerous. It's a dangerous okay, so, play. That's inarguable.
4: Okay, so here, here's here's the difference <clears throat> in why the the block was outlawed where defensive backs can't cut us. We are big and fat. We can't defend ourselves against a cut <laughs> oh, block out of no. Like if I'm going to block a defensive a defensive back in in space, I can't protect my legs if they if they go cut me. I just can't do it. Just like the other way, you know, when that's why they outlawed offensive linemen cutting defensive linemen space. It's hard for them, I mean, defensive players in space. It's hard for them to 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 play this off. But in the box, you see it coming. Kalon Thibodeau saw this coming and decided to play it terribly. They're taught. Defensive linemen are taught how to play cut blocks. It's part of their in of their teaching. It's part of what they do at practice. They learn how to play these. And the the best point I saw on this was actually from yeah. former Oregon offensive line coach. And now he's in Miami, Alex Maribel. He said that you can't practice this because of the practice rules and the fear of just someone getting hurt as you practice this, right? Cause you don't want to hurt anyone in practice uh-huh. and does take some time to practice it. And so think about Kavon Thibodeau in this, in this instance. Okay. So, in college, I, I'm going to try to read the college cut block rules. I, I Who knows? The rule book is so convoluted. I don't think this – I think it's allowed in college football. Because they said stationary players in the box can cut. And if you're on the wing, you're stationary, but are you yeah. considered like in the box because you're not on, you're not, you a wing and not. It's, it's so, like
3: a trigonometry yeah, equation. Or, I don't know. Yeah. But this block, but this
4: type of play is not very used very often in college football, anyways. So basically, on an inside zone, you have to block the backside defensive end because the running back typically winds back to backside A gap. And so you cut that guy down, okay. So Kayvon Thibodeau never saw this in college. I, I've watched all his film. I don't recall ever seeing someone try to cut him like this. He has not seen it in practice because it's not allowed. He did not see it in the first place of the game against the Patriots. So it may be the first time he saw this. And he played it like it was an offensive lineman pulling. He lowered his shoulders mm-hmm. so he could take contact up high. And Moss, as he's taught, is to cut that guy down because most often – with a tight end sliding back like that or stiffing back everyone uses a different term for it, but he's started on one side going across the line of scrimmage behind the offensive line to the other side. You know, those defensive ends are, are running full speed at you. They're not blocked, right? Full speed. You're 240 pounds and they're 290. And you cut that guy down and it happens five, six, seven other times in that game alone. No problem. The defensive lineman saw it. He played it off or he got cut and we move it along. Um, this play rarely results in injury. I wrote about the, the cut blocks that have been outlawed that do result in injury. Those chop blocks that have been outlawed, those result in injury. You're holding up a defensive player while another guy cuts that guy down. One-on-one cut blocks, man, do not injure a lot of players, and they're a good tool for the offensive line to use. Um, and there are specific ways that we're taught, we're taught to cut through the thigh. If you look what, where Moss was aiming, man, it's not aiming for the knee, Right. Kayvon, he was aiming for the, the, the upper the thigh. He hit the thigh first, but because of the positioning of Kevon Thibodeau playing the sideways, he eventually get and gets it. If he just turns, if Kevon Thibodeau turns and faces the cut block, it was not even a good cut block attempt. He just sheds that thing and continues on his way. Um, so I don't know why we're absolving poor technique. I mean, Brian Dable mentioned, the head coach of the Giants said, yeah, mm-hmm. we do the same thing. And he played it terribly. They're going to be everyone in the NFL. Is going to use this clip, not everyone, but defensive linemen, defensive in in meetings are going to use this clip and say, hey, this is how you do not play a cut block. Um, (laughs) Well, he played it badly.
3: There's no doubt about that. He played it poorly.
4: And and so I just think that, you know, we, this, if this was a a type of block that seriously injured a lot of players, it would be out of the NFL because the NFL obviously is very big in player safety, but it doesn't. It doesn't hurt a lot of players. It's rare that this type of a one-on-one cut block, me versus you, does not injure a lot of players. The chop block did. And that's why it's out. Cutting in space dangerous because again, I'm running full speed to block you. You <laughs> and take my knees out. What, I, I, yeah. I'm not. I have no recourse. I cannot. I'm too uh-huh. slow and not quick enough <laughs> to play this off. So and, and you know, in us being in space. Our big old bodies diving at guys' legs? Yeah, there's a lot of force there, right? Yeah, injured players. Without
3: a lot of those, fine, okay. Uh uh-huh. But like, this is not a, a play that injures guys. You sound like an ex offensive lineman who's like, "Don't throw out my college sweatshirt. I love this college sweatshirt." That's how you sound with the chop block, right? There, here. Def- it's not a chop the... block. It's a I, cut cut block. not the chop block. The the low the, block. There
4: are here. defensive cut players cut that back me up on this on Twitter. They're like, "Yes, it's a fi- it's a fine block. Uh-huh. Just." just
3: kevin has got to play this better are you sure they didn't say it's a fine was it's it just that fi- well, like... so,
4: some some people did <laughs> so
3: they, i got they, something for you on this coming up next here jeff schwartz also we'll get to will teams discourage their players from playing that's not uh too far in the uh, distant future here and seeing the near future right if you will but uh, lots to do this morning. Brian No and Jeff Schwartz in for the guys here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox
0: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob
2: Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast Inside the Parker
3: I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz here on Fox Sports Radio, in for two pros and a cup of Joe. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. All right, I've got two things to throw at you here, Jeff Schwartz. We're talking about cut blocks and all right, low blocks and all of that stuff. Uh, so Kayvon Thibodeau, the Giants, their young rookie, fifth overall pick. He's down right now because of a, a, cl- a cut block. And um, Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys, he had something to say about this. He uh, just wrote, I don't know why cutting is still allowed in the NFL. We grown-ass effing men. Let's play ball, bro. He doesn't like it. And the other thing I would throw out there is you mentioned this former Oregon offensive line coach. He's now with Miami, Alex Mirabell. And in the tweet, he responded to you because you had some things to say. You're very adamant it's not a dirty block. And I like what he wrote at the end of it is he's like, I'm not advocating allowing live cut blocking in practice. And it's like, well, there's a reason for it because it's dangerous, right? You have a fear of someone getting hurt, so – I would get rid of it in the NFL, man. I really would. I think it's just a matter of time until they do get rid of it. Um, But it's just one of those plays, man, when you're going at somebody's legs and they could be planted like that and they might have poor technique as Kayvon Thibodeau had, it results in injury. So I think it should be outlawed going forward. I
4: mean, do we outlaw every play that results in injury? Like I, I got injured on a bull rush. Someone bull rushed me, and my toe no. dislocated itself. You can't, so they, no, you can't I, get rid, I, rid of that. You can't. That's well, well, that' part just of. I was asking football. like, do we just do we get rid of every play that could injure someone? Like that's, I, I'm again like the cup block doesn't injure a lot of players. The so bull rush doesn't injure a lot of players either. But it injured me, and I'm sad it injured me for like three months. I think I need to. I think it needs to be. I need to make. I need to call Roger Goodell. This has to be
3: outlawed right away. <laughs> you can't sad. get rid of the ball rush. That's part of football. But going oh, at somebody's well, so, legs.
4: So the, so the, uh, all right. I mean, so okay. So are defensive backs that fly out of the sky, fly out of the safety position to cut mm-hmm. running backs' legs from under them as they run without protection from the cut block? Is that outlawed too?
3: No, that can't be out. That's part oh, of tackling. That's part of the game. But well, it, you so like is, it, well, is this well, okay, essential? Like, between, I think you ask yourself that question. Between,
4: what's the difference between what I just mentioned? You have an, a, a, a defensive back running full speed, and a, and a running back who's carrying the ball to cut his legs from underneath him, or a wide receiver, or whatever else. Versus what Moss did, which is that he, Kalen Thibodeau saw him coming, mm-hmm. and. Give a crummy cut block attempt, which injures more players: getting hit in the legs if you're a wide receiver, or getting hit in the in the legs if you're a defensive lineman.
3: Well, it's um, obviously if you're a if you're a receiver, if you're a ball carrier, right, that yeah, happens. So out, but you but you're gonna, that's too, part of tackling. You can't say okay, well, so it's only a, a, a form tackling. You is, can't is go a, at the legs. A yeah, cut
4: block is a technique that used that's used to block, and it's been almost outlawed everywhere but within five yards of this little tiny window on the field. I'm just saying that the, the argument of of it injures players, and that's why it, it's it, dangerous. It is, but so it's is absolutely tackling. Dangerous. So is so is hitting a wide receiver in the knees. Yeah, but, but that's a wide that.
3: receiver compared to or a running back compared to an offensive lineman, as you said. You but again, you most most of time a cut
4: block. Most time a cut block is I'm I'm in my stance right. Yeah. The defensive lineman's is right in front of me, and I take two steps and dive at their at their thigh board. Like it's not a violent play. This happened to look more violent because Caelan Tibbo crumbled in half because he had, he was not facing the guy in the right direction. But for the most part, most cut blocks are not violent. They're not as violent as you think. I'm in my stance. There's a defensive lineman on my in, inside shoulder, and the ball snapped. I try as soon as possible to to get across his body, cut through his thigh board, and I either get him down the ground or he shoves me to the floor and I miss, and that's the end of the block. Like you, Maybe you want to outlaw this exact this slide block back. But, like, it's way less violent than, than, a, than a wide receiver who gets their legs chopped out from by safety.
3: Well, I think there are certain plays like that where if you look at Chris Godwin last year. Now, he was like the, the quote-unquote defenseless receiver. He had just caught the ball. He had not even turned to face his own end zone, and he got hit. I think it was P.J. Williams hit him low, and that's what led to his torn ACL. I'm not saying you can't go low to tackle anyone ever. But if it's more of a defenseless type play, yeah, I think that should be outlawed too. I feel like I'm the guy that's just outlawing tackling and physicality over yeah, here. There are certain plays everything. where they're just going to lead to injury. They're dangerous plays. And if you're going at a, a D-lineman's knees, even in the trenches, uh, that's a dangerous play, man. If you're going at a defenseless receiver's knees when he's not looking, he doesn't even see it coming. Like I think that should be outlawed also.
4: You don't, you, don't like, you don't like fun in football, do you? You don't, you don't like st- you don't want offensive linemen to have a I'm chance. Trying, I'm not trying to take we're, away your fun. I'm just we're, saying we're like, playing, if, if a defensive
3: these. back is half the size of an offensive lineman and he can't go at the lineman's knees, you just got to either take it or figure out something else, man. Like, If that's outlawed, I don't see how cut blocking is like non-negotiable. Like, we playing, still have to keep this These
4: guys set. are quicker and faster and all stronger now than all of us, and we just, we just, can't, we just can't cut them down, can we?
3: I mean, if a defensive back has to just take it from an offensive lineman twice his size, I don't know why well, that's cut not, that's blocking. not allowed
4: anymore. I'm fine with that. I Get know, right? That,
3: so I think cut blocking should go also, right? We got to give the D something <laughs> going on here. All right, coming up next, will teams discourage their players from playing? That's on the way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation.
0: Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. parts